Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the main entertainment of your evening. We are Was It Good? We are trying to answer that question that has eluded so many for so long. Sure, we talk of such things like character development and CGI and continuity, but let's be honest, it's a fast-paced world. We're busy people, so we tell you what you, want, what you need to know. Our word is final. We have spoken. I'm your host, Ravi. We've got Christian Arjuna in the house as usual, and we are joined by a very special guest, Courtney McNulty. Courtney, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you. It's great to be here. Nice. I appreciate that. And like I like to do with many guests, and I like to put them on the spot, and I you know, like to get feedback. How was my intro? <laughs> like, how was my delivery? <laughs> do it a little bit more off the cuff. It sounds very... Like you're reading it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, slowly but surely. So he's actually a lot better than he used to be. Like before, he would be like, well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the major tune of your... He would be like mumbling yeah. and stumbling, but he's gone better. Yeah, he's now not complete doc. <laughs> wow, appreciate that, guys. That's yeah. really, 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 really nice. It's called you. constructive feedback. Yeah, just, you just don't be... Just be less crappy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, that's just wonderful. Um, <laughs> one thing I, with this intro, Christian once again, forgot to mention in the intro that we're talking about the Mandalorian chapter 10. I mean, I dropped some nuggets in there. This is, I mean, these are references to season one, but cool. We're doing season two, episode two, the passenger, a, I'm going to just spoil it. A filler episode. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss. Cause I have some theories. I think we all do. Obviously. Yeah. I don't think it's a filler episode. Mm. It yeah. felt like a filler. Like, I felt full afterwards. Oh, that's mostly because I was eating breakfast. Full I mean, isn't every episode a filler? It fills time and space to, <laughs> oh, you know, for you to watch and things happen. And you either <laughs> yeah, like yeah. them or you don't or you think they're important or not. Right. It's either significant to or you it's not. or it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into all the various subsections here, we'd like to obviously start things off by going around the square table or round table. And asking each of us, or each of us presenting our one-word impression to kind of um, recap the episode. And mm. it could obviously be about what we saw on television, or it could be about your experience of watching it. You know, one word to kind of um, sum it all up. Mm. Krishna, you are bald, so you get to go first. Yes, I knew this would pay off one day. Uh, my one-word impression is staples. And I am not talking about the office superstore staples. I'm talking about... This episode, I think, had some staples of the Star Wars universe. Specifically, space flight, which actually doesn't appear all that often in Mandalorian. Uh, droids. It's been a while since we had uh, an important droid character. And I'm not saying we had let's say, uh, an important droid character <laughs> in this episode, but wow. I think... Like, and we'll go back to how you said it was a filler episode. I think I think there's more importance to uh, Richard Aoyde, mm -hmm. his character. Moss. You know, I think it's kind of Moss. Yeah, call Moss. him Moss. Moss from the IT crowd. Correct. Um, and there was one more staple that I'm totally blanking on. Um, cute aliens, maybe, uh, or puppets. Uh, puppets. Yeah, maybe that's X Wings. What it is. Uh, now we had X Wings, but yeah, Dave I'm, I'm Filoni. Go, Dave Filoni. There we go. A Star Wars staple himself. But I'm gonna go with staples because it, it brought back some staples that I think we haven't that don't always appear in the Mandalorian, and it was kind of nice and refreshing to see them. I would on your to like follow up with that. I would say, the, I think maybe the one area that you're missing in terms of like staples. Yeah, yeah, maybe I, it's the one I forgot. It's the the, the X Wing sounds. Oh yeah, there yeah, was yeah, uh, sure. so obviously you know big spoiler here towards the end of the episode. Wait, what? At the end. <laughs> Yeah, we spoil everything. <laughs> At the end, where we thought it's all doom and gloom and everything is over, we hear the the classic X-wing like, and the pew, 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 noises. <laughs> and uh, I was watching it with Lauren, and I was like, "Oh, those are X-wings," and she's like, "You're a fucking nerd." And I was like, mm. "But it's a classic. It's sound. a classic. It's a classic sound. sound. Yeah, yeah, it was obvious. a staple of Star Wars." Right. There right. you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. I didn't even think about that one, but you're right. You're absolutely right. I win. Yeah, Courtney, as you're the guest, you get to go next. Ne eh, next, <laughs> what would you say uh, is your one-word impression of this episode? I'm going to go with deceptive mm. because I think a reaction from a lot of people is it was just a filler episode. But if you pay attention to all the things that went on in it and all the you know the creatures that we saw, 
that I'm sure we'll discuss shortly, like the Krikna and Dave Filoni and, you know, there's a lot of like rebels references. And I think that that's kind of indicative of where we're going in the Mandalorian and a lot of things that we'll see come up. So I think deceptive works because it wasn't just a filler episode. It gave us kind of a lot of little Easter eggs, a lot of hints as to what's going to happen. I I 100% agree. I really felt like this episode its main function is to like set up the rest of the season. I think there was quite a few elements, which I'm pretty sure aren't going to last only an episode. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally feel that. Yeah. Speaking real quick. I, I mean, we can jump around. This is what we can jump what? around. This we have, a, we have uh, an outline. The, you, you brought up, you brought up <laughs> probably what was my favorite part of the episode, which were the space spiders or the, <laughs> you said it correctly. The Krykna, Krykna. I thought it was Krikna, but it could be. Which, um, yeah, yeah, these amazing, interesting creatures we obviously first see in Star Wars Rebels Mm. on the Bindu planet is what I call it. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Wow. You you reminded me. I'm sorry. I mean, I forgot too. (laughs) You guys don't throw on Rebels when you're trying to sleep? I don't either. Um, I should. Um, No, because if I threw it on when I'm sleeping, I'd watch like two seasons worth. And I wouldn't sleep. (laughs) That's a great point. You can sleep when you're dead. Um, But those creatures are are quite interesting, not only because obviously it's it's a throwback or it's a connection to Star Wars Rebels, but also if you look at where those creatures first come from, which is from concept art from Ralph McQuarrie for Empire. Mm. Um, and mm. I was looking at some of that concept art, and I believe it's from Hoth, when Luke is in the, one of the caves, he runs into these creatures. And I forget who wrote up an article, which to me at the time of reading, it seemed kind of like we're making way too many connects, where it's like, these are the creatures that connect to Luke Skywalker in some way. I was, mm. I was very confused, but yeah. hey, everyone has an opinion. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. very okay. Uh, real quick, before we, before, and I know we'll come back to them, but uh, can we just clarify something real quick? Sure. Um, uh, they uh, they appeared on the Bindu planet mm-hmm. in Rebels. Bindu. Does that make them uh, dark side creatures? Are they are they uh, do they have like the dark side of the Force inside of them? Are they evil? Or, or are they, are they kind of like the Bindu himself, like totally neutral? I don't remember so, everything about them. So, Courtney, do you remember that one from Rebels? Cause I'm mis- I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't think they had a dark side connection, but I could be wrong. I thought they were just monsters. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think, and I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, we are obviously jumping all over the place here, but like we clearly, the child does right. something, you know, somewhat. I guess you could say evil, which is he eats one it's of the evil unborn. Ch- I mean. Uh, Ravi, I, I don't you know. said we're you getting said into it. like Peter. Yeah, yeah. Rules here. you said you said it right. The only reason Baby Yoda is forced to eat frog spawn and baby spiders is because the Mandalorian is undefeating him. He is malnourished, not getting enough nutrients. That's not true. Ravi <laughs> overfeeds his cat, and his cat's always hungry and will eat anything. Plus, he throws up. Wait, <laughs> you want to get Peter involved? That's that's how you do it, Juno. Good job. Ah. <laughs> uh. But moving right along here, back to our, our one-word impressions. Um, Arjuna, you're the youngest, so you don't get to go next. Okay. Nice. I'm going to do it. Go, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna you're, you're having a you're delaying, grand finale? You're delaying right now? I'm delaying because I'm, uh, you can go ahead. I, I don't have mine off the top of my head. Wow. Uh, I I'm come gonna, to these things unprepared. I'm going to go with redo. <laughs> Juno, there's a theme here with you this, this season No, so because uh, thematically, this episode reminded me a lot of episode two from last year. Uh, just in that it continues right after the first one. It mm. really bridges. There's um, there's something with the ship. The ship breaks down. Uh, they're kind of stranded and have to do stuff with things. And so it reminded me a lot of that. And so I was mm. like, redo. Do you, are you, uh, I guess we'll ask it right now, Juno. Are you worried? Uh, is this show in trouble? No, actually, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoil my position. Okay, nice. But uh, I actually, uh, I thought this was a tighter episode. Mm-hmm. One point I don't think I made clearly last week was I actually thought last week's episode was long and it felt bloated to me. Like it felt like it was. No, you definitely said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I talked. I talked about other things, but I don't think I necessarily talked about the length. And this episode didn't. Uh, I thought it was like the right length. Mm. Um, while last week's episode I thought was too long. Too long. Sure. I think this one was ten, what ten minutes shorter. Yeah, uh, twelve. I think last week's was fifty-two and this was forty. Oh, twelve minutes and thirty-eight seconds shorter. Yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> Where did the 38 seconds come from? I don't know, dude. I just assumed you would know. I, I to the second. I didn't know. To I, just, I, I, just remember, I just remember there being a 52 and a 40 <laughs> when I was looking at it yesterday. I don't know why that image just popped into my mind. 
And boy. that's Arjuna, folks, the uber geek nerd of us all who mm. looks at runtimes of things. It was right there on the thing. Sure. Arjuna's writing a thesis on, uh, on, on length and um, how entertaining it is. Please actually go for your master's and make your thesis about, like, runtime on, like, television movies and what it really There is means. a whole psychology around runtime. Like, the, uh, runtime, I'm sure, I'm sure runtime there's is marketing. Hu- is a huge thing. But, so, story, so story, I've been reading more on, like, uh, writing novels and screenplays and, like, how sure. to structure that stuff. Pacing is, is huge. And since I've been, like, reading it, I've been, like, paying more attention to how different shows and movies, like, uh, pace their stuff. And it's, 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 at least in the Western world, it's, too, uh, it's a very specific formula. Science. 10%, 10% of, the, of the movie or show. 50%, 75%, the last 10%. You know, it's all divided up very neatly. And uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest, because it makes things kind of predictable. Like, oh, this is what I should expect here. It's uh, almost it's like a company that is behind, like a big conglomerate company that's probably behind the show The Mandalorian, probably heavily <laughs> invested in that science. <laughs> it's not science. It's, not, it's, 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 just, it's just simply... It's simply like it's like Shakespeare. Like this stuff has been around the three act. No, the three at the three. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that definitely is right, but it's based on like something that's very old. Like it's from like like Shakespeare and like the three act play and like things are happening at a certain time for the greatest amount of tension. So yeah, you're right. It is totally psychology, but attention um, span. I, I kind of hate that we're having this like you know kind of high intellectual conversation ah, and then I'm supposed to bring in my one word impression I hope it's something it, like uh, it's very it's very stupid it's very frog. Stu- it's very stupid spiders no it's it's chubby wow. <laughs> oh god here we go <laughs> and I'm gonna use the word chubby because so recently I started uh, actually about a year ago now I started the the long uh, <laughs> expensive process of building a Mandalorian set of armor right to match the show and part of that process, you need to go back and you need to look at reference photos and video all the time. So anytime I see the Mandalorian, I get, uh, you know, I pay attention to a lot of details and things or whatever. And there were a lot of shots in this episode where they were shooting kind of um, well below the eye level. And the Mandalorian was siding, standing, you know, sideways. So you can kind of like see, you know, he's a chunky dude, which is fine. There's nothing bad with that. Pe- Pedro Pascal isn't chunky. Well, I have a theory that... This was not Pedro Pascal. This was not Pedro of this episode. <laughs> gotcha. okay. So, yeah. um, chubby is the word I pick. You're, you have, you, uh, your eye for detail is so interesting. It's not <laughs> What good. it picks up on. <laughs> but it does make sense, right? Since, you're, since you've been like, heavily involved in like, dimensions and measurements of the armor and how it's supposed to fit, it makes sense, I guess, that you would be like... It's wrong. <laughs> uh, and just as a reminder, we are obviously live on Twitch. So for those listening, you can always tune in on twitch.tv slash was it good. Uh, throwing to our chat real quick, a couple of questions here from uh, Crowdy Chowda. The uh, armor will have the mud or does have the mudhorn uh, signet. Signet? Signet. Signet? I think. Uh, I'm bad with English. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be great when he changes it in three episodes. Well, there was a part in this episode <laughs> at the very beginning when he's on Tatooine leaving, and there's a little... Is it a Jawa <laughs> creature? No. No, it wasn't a Jawa. Well, oh, the one, the the one little that took one his, uh, to the jetpack. Jet yeah, well, yeah. he, he was like about to like use what looked like a bazooka on him, and I was like, oh, great. The armor's about to drastically change. I did have a moment where I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I thought that part was actually pretty fun. Oh, that was hilarious. He just messed with the guy and's like, all right, now I'm going to kill you yeah. by basically ejecting you into, into the lower atmosphere and then dropping you. That's about that was the best cold open of this show since it started. It was so good. It was so funny. It was so savage. How he just slams the guy back into yeah. the ground. It was good. The knife to the child's throat. You'd never think you'd see yeah. that. What do you guys think? What do you guys think, though? And this has happened several times, and I keep thinking about this. Like when the you know the guy is up in the air on the jetpack, and then comes all the way down. Obviously, the Mandalorian is watching, but Baby Yoda is also watching this guy like plummet to his death. Now, Baby Yoda has seen a lot of death in his uh, in his couple of months, maybe. You've seen <laughs> the child has seen some. Yeah, shit. yeah. Do you think? Do you think maybe yeah. this is going to influence the child Absolutely. in a very no, negative no. way? Absolutely, and I think you kind of, I think you kind of see that with like dark side with the child. If you go back to season one, where you know the Avengers assembled on the <laughs> ship, and you have Cara oh, yeah. Dune, and then there's a feel of threat, and he, he force chokes her. Remember, 
Um, so I think there's certainly some negative influence to the Mandalorian because he's not a fully good guy. No, you know, he's he's a gray guy. He he he's in these first two episodes. He's done some you know not so quote unquote good things. He's left people to die. He's tricked people. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, he follows his own code. Exactly. He's not. He's not a Jedi. He's not a right. Jedi. He's not fully good. He's not fully like. He does stuff for himself. Like you could say, he's he leans towards doing good things. You know, he helps people out. Yeah. Um, but he's not necessarily the most. Uh, he's not the best role model, I would say. <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe that comes back back to uh, bite him in the butt someday. When Baby Yoda is teenage Yoda, and uh, Mandalorian won't let him date, so he like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, Mandalorian. <laughs> moving, moving along here. Uh, Courtney, do you have our outline by chance up? Uh, not up, oh, no. Okay, so we do have a, a fun section here where Arjuna uh, kind of recaps the entire episode. Uh, we were going to have you go, go through and run through it um, so that we could get your take. But what we'll do instead is I'm going to go through and read it, and then I kind of want you to, in the moment, agree if that's accurate or that makes no sense at all. So basically, these are like cha- these are almost like a chapter Chapters. titles of the episode that Juno has created. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here he goes. So our, then, this is all our Juno. This is not. <laughs> this is not. The, the, uh, technically, you guys, you know, you were my brothers, and uh, I grew up with you guys. What do you mean, were? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, dead. Uh, yes, you guys are <laughs> sadly passed. Emancipation. On. No, but you guys obviously we grew up together, so uh, I was influenced by both of you. So you have to actually take credit. That this is your fault. No. Anywho, here we go. <clears throat> I hate sand. It gets everywhere. So June's first chapter. That make any sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. They're on Tatooine, oh. yeah. It's like day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Actually, I made a similar comment earlier today about that. You're like, he must be so jacked and in such amazing shape and not chubby <laughs> because he carried all of this shit across the <laughs> desert. That was wild. <laughs> So yeah, I agree with that one. Okay. It's true, it's true. It's like it's like hardcore farmer walks. You know, like stuff on his back and he's just <laughs> trudging along. And yeah. also the fact that like he doesn't remove any armor, like God, that's insane. He never removes his helmet. He's got some really good fans. He sleeps with the armor on. Do you remember that? Right, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh betting with roaches. <laughs> uh half agree, half disagree. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what part do you disagree yeah. or the half that you disagree on? The roaches part. Mm-hmm. Was that a roach? Which part? Yeah, which part are you referring to? Uh, when he goes back to the cantina, um, oh, that's right. And there's the the roach looking. I don't. It's not oh, like a roach. That was like an ant. That was an ant. Yeah, but you know, like yeah, I, you know, betting yeah. with roaches just had a it had a better betting thing. with ants. It came it came out better. Betting you know? with, betting with ants is just kind of sure, like sure. betting with ants. But betting with roaches. Someone in our chat was saying more like a mantis. Oh, yeah. Like a, like a mantis spider. Yeah. That's why I was confused by roaches. Saying, I was like, wait, did he try stepping on something? Yeah, I was like. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Cute thing alert in all caps. I didn't want to scream it to blow out anyone's ears. but My ears. Cute oh, no. thing alert. Mm. Uh, sure. If we're talking about Frog Lady. Did we actually ever get her name? I feel terrible. No, she's credited as Frog Lady. Oh, like at the end. <laughs> that's Frog Lady. That's wow. incredible. Froggy. Froggy. Fro- yeah. Um, the child is going to eat all those eggs, isn't he? He's certainly going to try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was uh, that was hilarious. So the, the best part about that whole thing is when, um, so they agree, and she's like carrying up her eggs up the ramp. And it's like this scene, you see Mandalorians, like a close-up of Mandalorian, in the back behind him, like far off, you can see the frog going up the ramp, and baby Yoda is sprinting up the ramp behind her, and it's like, she's just like, <laughs> like, and it's, it's the funny thing, it's like a two-second shot, that was the best part of the episode. X gonna give it to you, also in all caps. Yep, agree. <laughs> Not Hoth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Did we not? Did we intentionally not learn the names of these planets today? Like where he was going to end up? Did we learn where he was supposed to end? What planet he was supposed to end up on? Did we learn not the name of Not Hoff? And I just yeah. Assumed? I think we. Uh, they definitely mentioned the planet that they were supposed to end it's up on. It's a moon. On. It's, it's a moon, moon that they're supposed to end up. Trask. Some, something uh, like that. That, they, that he's taking her to. Right. So for um, I don't know where they ended up. I don't think it's ever mentioned. 
Unless uh, oh, the, the only way, the only reason we would know is that Dave Filoni or the other X-Wing pilot uh, is like, follow us to the outpost on, and I thought they said Delphi, but uh, that might not be that planet either. There's like, come with us to the outpost somewhere. Well, and I don't know what, what, that, what was, that is. What was interesting is so, you know, one thing, you know, way off topic here, but when the first promotional material and trailers started dropping for this season, you know, everyone on YouTube does the, the trailer breakdown. And one of the interesting things were, like, a lot of the scenes that we saw in this episode, in the trailer breakdown, people thought that it was the planet Ilum, which is the force planet where you go get your lightsaber or you rip it to pieces and you make a de- uh, Starkiller base. But I don't think that this, oh. that was this planet. So, yeah, that sucks. But it could be, right, if these spiders are related to the force. The force and maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? We'll never know. We will. <laughs> no. We could probably go look it's it over. up. They're, they're never going to reference any of this. In fact, next week when we pick up, it'll be a completely different story. The ship will be repaired. The frog lady will be gone. <laughs> no. Baby Yoda will be gone. Oh, my God. Wait, Mandalorian what? will Mo- just be Boba Move. No, no, no. We see frog lady again. Isn't she in, like, the trailer for the... Um, He's in, like, we see her again, like, on another ship, I think. Yeah, right? I, th- I, th- I think so. I, I think we'll at least see her next episode. Yeah, I, I definitely think she's not going anywhere soon. I mean, she's got Baby Yoda or the child's, like, favorite food. Favorite snack. <laughs> yeah. Popcorn. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Nuggets. Uh, moving on to the rest of these chapters here. So, Moss from IT crowd, crowd voice cameo. See, it's a connected universe. Yeah. <laughs> Does he own IT Crowd? No. no. It's just connected to the, you know, it's connected to the first season. <laughs> what? It's connected it's universe. No. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> There's a character from season one. It's connected. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think that's yeah. true. I'll agree. That's accurate, but I think it's a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Can I make... Like, technically, he's right, but... Uh, can I make a play... No, no, can no. I make a play to try and connect it real quick? Sure. Okay, here we Wait, go. Wait, IT Crowd? No, the whole thing. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So, Disney owns Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm created Star Wars part Disney+. Plus. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Disney also owns ABC Networks, and ABC Networks has connections with other, like, distribution points and networks or whatever, like Sky, whatever it's called, in the UK. I don't know if this is correct, but I believe IT Crowd does, like, play on one of those networks that is, like, owned by ABC, which is owned by Disney. So, therefore, in some weird way, it is all connected. Wow. Oh my god, that's the most like eight degrees of yeah. separation thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and also it might not be true. It might be might be one of the British networks that isn't owned by but like we don't know which which network. It would have been right? nice because they did do an American version pilot with uh, with the which Richard Aoti. Yeah. But it was NBC. Damn it. Dang, that would have been the connect right that there. That would have been that would have been it. Yeah. Darn. Uh, or maybe maybe Richard and um um Oh my god, who plays Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Maybe they have the same agent. There you go. There you go. Simpler one. Um, here we go. Wait, is this literally just the snow version of last year's second episode? Oh yeah, you kinda teased that already, didn't I you? I did. Yes. Yeah. At least thematically. Yeah. I, I felt there were some similarities. Yeah. I can't remember last year's second episode. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think so I can say yes or no, but I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. So, so the reason I said that is last year's episode, it's it's similar in terms of like the second episodes pick up right where the first episodes end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, um, it is the Mandalorian with the child looking to leave. Uh, in the second episode last year when he comes back, his ship is being taken apart by the Jawas. He has that whole chase with the Jawas and all that type of stuff. He actually kills a Jawa. In the episode, and we're all like, "Oh my god!" He, just he killed, killed a few. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. like, yeah. used his oh rifle. Remember, yeah, he kills like oh three god. or four, I think. and they just blow up. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the disintegrated yeah, rifle. Yeah. But so, uh, what reminded me was like the bleeding into it, and then the ship kind of being uh, disabled somewhere. And oh, so, like, okay. That, that was kind of what I got sure. the the, them, the thematical uh, theme of it. And then he also fights the mudhorn, right? Uh, because that's how he gets it back. The, they ask him to do this and then he makes that deal and so there's a beast 
the spiders are kind of the beast. That's interesting. That's interesting because in that episode, now that you've said all that, so maybe Yoda. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. The, but the, we don't see him using it in this episode, and I thought think, there were so many times he was think, going to do th- it. You think right before the X wings show up, uh, he, uh, they have a shot of the child, yeah. and like it looks like he's about to do something and save the day, but then he doesn't. And I wonder if they're trying to tease something here because through two episodes, through a qu- quarter of the season, right? We're, done, <laughs> we're at the quarter mark of the season. We haven't actually the seen quarter? the quarter. You want a coffee quarter? too? Quarter? Quarter. The quarter? Quarter? Quarter. <laughs> Why do you say it's so weird? I like quarter. It reminded me of home. You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the quarter mark. I don't like it. <laughs> at, at, this, at this point of the season, we have yet to see the child use his, his magical... You know, finger powers, yeah. as uh, some characters have referenced to it. <laughs> and there's been many moments in these first two episodes that it would have come in handy with the dragon, with these spiders, with the knife at his throat. Yeah, he would like it would have been, you know, even to soften his blow when he's falling off of the uh, speeder. You know, he he took a hard fall. Yeah, there's a like, there's definitely a reason that he's not using it. Exactly. And uh, I'm with you. Leading up to something, and something big's going to happen with him and his. Oh, you know, interesting. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely. There's definitely something there. Can I throw out, can I throw out a theory? Maybe because he's so young, uh, he can only use the force so much. Maybe he can't like use it for again for a while I until think he builds up enough experience points to level up. No, that's not. And then you can works. put ability points into the force power. Stop bringing this is not an RPG. <laughs> it might be. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see Arjuna's <laughs> chapters here. <clears throat> Naked bath. <laughs> naked bath. Yeah, that's, that's she fun. was naked. She, she was. was. It, you, you saw her use her tongue, right, to get the uh, to get the clothes, them thrown back on, and they didn't show us. You know, it was very appropriate. They didn't show the naked frog lady. Uh, it's a family friendly show. It's on Disney Plus. You know, this is for the family. It's a family friendly show, but the main character disintegrates young or small aliens and sends others flying up. Okay, yeah, family, my butt. Um, oh, fuck, those are eggs? Mm. Yeah, when the spiders start to hatch. Yeah. Which, uh, so I was watching this with Sahara, and, she's, and as soon as baby, as soon as he took the eggs away, and, he, and then uh, the child goes for those other things, she was like, oh, my God, those are eggs. Yeah. Because they've thematically been building that up through the whole episode, right? Like, yeah. he keeps eating these eggs. He likes eggs. He's going for an egg, and you're like, oh. We also know he likes frogs. That's true. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. He ate yeah. that frog in one of the episodes. Episode two. Might have been. <laughs> yeah, I think it was episode two. See, this Wait a second. Thematic. Wait a second. <laughs> he ate a frog in episode two. This fro- This episode has an actual frog. Frog lady. I'm telling you, it's a connected you universe. So, what wh- what can season three, episode two? Uh, how can they up their frog game? A, a frog ch- eats the child. A frog planet. <laughs> a frog eats the child. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you know. Or she's meeting up with her husband, Mr. Frog, Frog Man, so maybe she realizes the eggs next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 to raise their frog, their frog kids. Oh. I hope his name is Franklin. I see, is it Shelob? Shelob? Yeah, I see Shelob. Yeah, from uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was what I thought. I was like, I honestly, oh, it reminded me exactly of Lord of the Rings and or Harry Potter. Ar- Aragog would have been another... I said that when I saw the big spider come down, I literally said, oh, it looks exactly like Aragorn, this gigantic spider with all the little babies. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of spiders in all of these, like, big, epic franchises. Well, spiders are very, uh, like, primal human fear, right? So I guess makes so. Sense, makes sense to put I mean, I, don't, in as I, much as I don't like spiders. Yeah. yeah. Do you like spiders, Arjuna? I do. I have a pet spider. His name's Spidey. <laughs> using the fucking fireman. What? Use the fucking Use the fire fucking man. fireman. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I was I was screaming yeah. that at the whole episode because you know he has the fire mm. and then he doesn't use it until like they're almost back to the ship. Like, why didn't you lead with that? Yeah. You have this flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. Just burn the bugs, you know? Because the laser, the gun looked cool. No, I, I <laughs> understand it looks cool, but it's about survival. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're right. But maybe he only has so much uh, gasoline yeah, in that thing. Yeah, gas is a some expensive Yeah, thing. I'd still lead with it, though, so at least you have a little bit more of a buffer to get ahead, you know? Like, yeah. burn them and run. Sure. Okay, sure. so if anyone is listening that has this ability, somebody build an escape room where Arjuna has to run away from spiders, yeah. give him those tools, and let's see what happens. Yeah. See how long it lasts. Yeah. You can't use a flamethrower constantly. 
I'm not. I'm just saying he could have used it there, and then it would recharge because <laughs> this is magical Maybe Star Wars recharging world. Maybe it would. And he could have used it again instead of just the once. He's not a wasteful man. Well, when we used it, it was a good scene. It was intense with all the spiders and you know, oh. the door closed. So they waited for the perfect like cinematic moment for him to use the fire. Absolutely. The 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 greatest uh, yeah cinematic impact. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. X gonna save ya. X gonna save ya. <laughs> what yep. the fuck? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Have wow. you been listening to a little bit of like what DMX, DMX lately? Yeah. Yes, I have. Oh, you you play you play beer pong like you have. Unbelievable. And I win. That cool shot of the Razor Crest in the trailer on its last leg is just the ending shot of this episode. Sigh. Wow. That's a chapter. That's that, a that chapter was, description. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Some of these get long. Yeah, clearly. In the tooth. That was like a subline. That was a full sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. It does. Some yeah, point. yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Well, so that's that, our that's our chapter. That's our Juna's uh, DVD chapter listing for, for a forty-two minute episode. For a forty-minute episode. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Nicely done. Nicely done, Arjuna. Um, let's jump around a little bit more because I love doing that. Um, let's go specifically into theories. And uh, let's talk about the Lady Frog for a second here. Now, uh, Courtney, obviously you're a guest here, and you don't know um, all of our histories here, but a member mm. of this podcast has a unnatural and very bizarre fear of frogs for some reason. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a phobia. It's a phobia. I, I, it's a legitimate phobia. I've had it uh, forever. Um, uh, like it could be the smallest frog, and I'm running the other way every time because they are creepy to me. Like the eyes, the eyes are too big. Their cheeks inflate too much. Their tongues are too long. They jump too high, and they sound. The sound they make is unnerving. Right? Like everything about them is creepy. Um, oh. Yeah. So this episode must episode must have been a nightmare for you. Like, some people hate spiders, but you have a frog with its big eyes. And then at one point, she even gets down and, like, jumps around like yeah. a frog. So this is actually where Star Wars actually did a fantastic job. Star Wars created the first and the last frog I will ever, ever be sympathetic to. Because she has such human qualities qualities yeah. emotions and characteristics like she was a mom she's like this a lot of the time like oh i'm you know i'm worried about my eggs you know like this and when she was passed out like on the floor like uh like dad i was like oh no not the frog mother <laughs> i'm like and then i was like what am i saying kill the frog kill the frog yeah um, i was like i'm so conflicted no um they uh, so and this is this is a, this is the strength of star wars uh clearly they make they make these these puppets uh, and in their mannerisms and their eyebrows and you know just you know just facial their, features, their facial features yeah. and like their movements and they make them so they they can portray like a lot of human emotion. So it, it's true. Even though I have like uh, this like phobia of frogs, she was like I said the first and the last sympath <laughs> the first and last sympathetic frog I will ever see ever again. So. Good job, Star Wars. Until, until episode three when you see her husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, let's, uh, and let's jump there real quick because I think everyone um, said at the beginning, Courtney, you also said, you know, this episode is clearly not, just potentially not a filler. This frog lady has a clearly a special place in Christian's heart, but um, clearly he's going to play a particular, potentially a, a potential bigger role in this season. Um, one of our notes in here is, you know, is she actually telling the truth about her husband seeing other Mandalorians? We know that, you know, the kind of the, the run through here is the Mandalorian uh, needs to find another Mandalorian, other Mandalorians in order to complete his, his whole thing. Um, Courtney, where do you do you have a theory in terms of where this could potentially go with, you know, Christian's favorite friend of all time? Um, I don't think that she's like a huge character. I think she was kind of just... Um a plot device to get the Mandalorian off of Tatooine to get him to where the other Mandalorians could be. I don't think she has like this deep, you know, backstory or more important than what we saw in this episode, but I could be wrong, but I just think that she, like I said, she was just a means to an end to get him off the island. Off the island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> off the island. There we go. Uh, I Off planet. And I think that, that she was just a, 
my my so my gut my gut instinct is you're totally right. Like her purpose is what it is. The only thing, the only element that makes me think she might be a a bit bigger of a role than she, you know, we think she might be, is her ability to. Her, she clearly has some technical expertise here. She she um, took that droid and turned on his voice, uh, his voice to basically translate her to the Mandalorian. So I just wonder, that's like a very useful skill. So I wonder if that's going to pop up again. Right. I don't know. In the Star Wars universe, that was another thing we talked about earlier today. In the Star Wars universe, everyone has all this technology everywhere. So it's not like totally weird for her to be able to kind of... Manipulate that stuff. Hotwire a droid, I guess. Like, you know, because technology and all this stuff is so ingrained in all of them. It's not the craziest thing that she would know how to do it. And they had to find a way for her to communicate with him somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was, a, it was an interesting choice that they chose that droid and they chose you know, her to do that. Um, like, you're totally right. Technology is everywhere and everyone seems to have some kind of technical proficiency in something, right? Because you have to. That's just the world that we live in. Or that they live in, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I just wonder. It's like, is maybe if that droid is coming back, maybe she's the one to bring him back? Maybe? No, but it's it's, I, it's super simple, right? The first season built the Avengers roster oh God. through the season, <laughs> oh and then no. the Avengers united at the end uh, to take down the big bad evil man Moth yeah. Gideon. And that's what they're doing this season. They just you, you have another friend, yeah. this cute froggy lady who she's can be part come of the Avengers, in and she's gonna die just she's, like Quill, or because she's they like kill all the aliens, or she's the Doctor Strange of the universe, or the be. Black Panther, like you know. The, the next generation of Avengers for she's Mandalorian. Part, she's part of the Secret Avengers, is what you're, you're trying. Ooh. Yeah, she's credited as Frog Lady. I don't think it's really. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that sounds hilarious. <laughs> like, like you've got, you've got, yeah, obviously, rest in peace, Quill. But you've got Cara Dune, Mandalorian, Grief Cargo, Frog Lady. Cargo is Carga. The Child, Carga. Sorry, Cargo. No. Grief Cargo. No. Sorry, I'm sorry, Grief. I'm sorry. I have an embarrassing confession about the droid um, that she used. At the end, when they were saved by the X-Wing pilots, <laughs> I thought that it might have been the droid that came back to life and was helping 100%. them escape. So it was like another droid that Mando could not hate and learn to trust them more. That was very wrong. I, w- I, I actually thought the exact same thing. I thought that, oh my God, she... The frog frog lady did it. She like put reprogrammed this thing all the way, and that he was marching around outside shooting all of them. I thought the exact same thing, and then but you heard the X oh, the X and the X I was like, oh wait, and the wait. pew 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 pew. Yeah, and then we saw Dave Filoni doing what Good Dave Filoni Dave. does. Yeah. He loves it's the same character he played, right? I wait, believe so. Yeah. It's like because he played an X wing fighter in season one. Yeah. So it's probably oh, the same, same character. Uh, they have listed the character name. I mean, we are still in the outer rim. Yeah. area so it would make sense Tatooine yeah uh, this ice planet <laughs> gotta learn the names they, they keep like uh, they, they reuse a lot of uh, themes for planets I feel like three of the four planets we saw in season one were desert <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tatooine light or heavy yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly or like Tatooine like sepia tone <laughs> like, Courtney going back to your one word impression you had said that this episode was deceptive uh, I think we should dig more into that um in which way, in what ways, I guess, this episode you found to be deceptive as opposed to a filler? Because, like I said, there were all these references to, like, different parts of the Star Wars universe. And I think they're really trying to show that it's all tied together. And maybe not in the way that you were saying, like, Disney and ABC <laughs> and the UK. Synergy. But I think what they're trying to show by having Dave Filoni show up again, by having this big bad from Rebels and... We know Ahsoka shows up, so I think they're really, like, it was really to show this is where it's going, we're going to meet all these people, and that's kind of my goal, my bold prediction for the rest of the season, because we know Ahsoka shows up, so I think that that hooded, can we talk about this yet? Oh, we'll get there, we'll get there. I, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit first, um, because one of the, so, because I find it interesting, you know, they're, they're throwing all these references from other Star Wars lore. Uh, within canon and all that fun stuff. One of the things that, one of the early reviews I had read, and I think it was Slash Film that put it out, was that the first few episodes of season two feels like a, a, 
there's a lot of fan service, but potentially too much fan service. Mm. How do you guys feel about that when you compare, like, obviously with these first two episodes to the first two episodes of season one where it was obviously this brand new thing. We didn't really know what was going on. I mean, I didn't feel like there was too much fan service from either of these episodes. Um, I think episode one definitely had more fan service with the Boba. Uh, uh, and then the pod, the yeah, pod racer. I think that was a lot more fan service sure. And especially, like, they wanted to come out and have talking points, you know, from their first episode in, you know, a year, right? It was, it was a, it's a big episode. You want to nail it. You want to have a lot of buzz around the show. So throw in Boba Fett, throw in his armor, throw in some fun Easter eggs. Uh, and you have the first episode. Mm. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fan service, so to speak. Um, because one thing about Mandalorian is it's trying to reach an audience past the Star Wars people. So if they start cramming too many Easter eggs and too much, you know, Star Wars fan service in there, they're going to lose the general audience. So I don't think. I'm trying to take a step back and watch it from someone who isn't a Star Wars universe fan. I mean, I don't think it's too fan service if that makes yeah. sense like it's only fan service to people like us right. i guess right yeah. yeah i guess i guess the thing is you can have you can have both right you can have all these elements that would appeal or would could or could be construed as fan service to the people who know those extra properties but as long as it's done in such a way where you're properly pacing and introducing those elements and you can explain them, and you don't feel the need to know everything from those other properties to understand the characters or, or the elements that show up, then it, it works perfectly. And uh, I get the impression so far, you know, everything that's been shown has been pretty tight, like, to the Mandalorian universe. I don't... They're, like, cool elements. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. We know that from this. But to the person coming in, it's like, you don't need to know that those spiders have shown up somewhere else, Right. No, um, cer- certainly not. I think this right. episode did a better job of kind of balancing that. I thought, I thought last week skewed a little too heavily to the fan service and, and kind of relying on, you know, here's X, Y, and Z. Um, and even though you didn't necessarily need to know it mm-hmm. to still enjoy the episode or watch the episode, I think the episode therefore loses some of its impact that if you don't know the armor, you don't know necessarily who that person is at the end, you know, X, Y, and Z. While this episode, I think, uh, to your point, did that. It had some of those fun fan service elements, but it still makes sense within uni- the universe, right? Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of fun in this episode. You know, the one of the funniest lines I thought in the episode was when he's talking to the uh, the New Republic, uh, f- you know, X-Wing fighters, and he's trying to get them going. He's like... Oh. May the force be with you. <laughs> like it was so May well done. May the force be with you. Yeah, it was just like it was so well done. And then it's like um, long pause. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> but that's interesting because he clearly uh, he doesn't know what the force is. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I think it works. I it's think this true. works because he, he doesn't know what the the force is. Yeah. But he knows of the phrase, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly, like people know, like oh, they say this weird hokey thing. May the force be with you. But I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. It's like cool. You know, yeah, it's like uh, please and thank you. Yeah, nobody knows is. what the fuck those mean, <laughs> but people say it for some reason. Please, and uh, I mean, not not quite like that, but uh, I just thought thought similar. that was a fun little. Real quick, going going back to everyone's favorite X-wing pilot, <coughs> Dave Filoni, um, David, David. Sorry, excuse <laughs> me. Uh, we're on a first name basis. No, um, do do I got the impression from that scene and then even the end scene where the X-wings come and save them that the 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 New Republic are just basically a bunch of thugs at this point. <laughs> Going around and hunting down a group of individuals that don't follow their beliefs. No, that's not what Too I got. Too much of a hot take, or yeah. I actually, I actually interpreted it differently. Really, I thought it showed them like to be too quote unquote like morally good and everything. Right? Too trusting because they could have shot him down. They yeah. never shot him down. They saved him. They let him go when he clearly has done some illegal things. Should be arrested. They're like, oh, you've done some good things, so just like fix yeah. it up. Like they're very forgiving, and. It's interesting because I thought this is, you know, especially it being the Mandalorian and showing kind of the gray and everything uh, would lean more into kind of showing the good and the bad in a lot of these types of things. So I thought that was I thought that was an interesting choice that they were kind of painted as so like we're just going to keep giving you chances. And it helps, you know, it does make sense. It makes sense, especially within the context of this episode, especially because you need it to go that way for the episode to end the way it did like it. 
from a pure plot standpoint, like <laughs> they die without the X wing showing up. <laughs> so that's you Wait, know that's what you had to you kind of had to do it like that. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was I thought that was I'm just, something that made me think. I'm just saying, all you've ever seen of the Empire is potentially just propaganda. Wait, what do you mean? We've so. seen them try to kill a baby, or where at least is the a baby? baby? They punched the baby. That's true. <laughs> those those soldiers. Those two individuals. That doesn't speak those for the two entire empire. Dressed as uh, scout troopers. Scout right? troopers. Scout yes. troopers. Yes. Yes. It's not all stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just oh, like man. just like not all New Republic pilots are probably as forgiving. That's true. That's it's just true. these specific two. Uh, real quick, real quick. Um, uh, how good do we think the remnants of the Empire's lawyers are? <laughs> do we? Do it? Uh, we have a professional. Uh, how this good, is very how true. Good, how good do we think they are? Uh, I have literally no <laughs> yeah, idea how right. they In fact, they probably don't Not have any, right? Just, I mean, they're an illegal group. Are they considered an illegal group at this point? Are they like a... Like they're not a... Actually, what are they considered in the eyes of the galaxy? So, terrorists, right? They well, would technically hold, well, be a terrorist. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You had this organized group that was running things. They were removed the from... The Empire. The Empire. They were removed from they power. Were the, they were the government. They were removed from power yeah. via what I would call means of terrorism. Yeah, it's a revolution. Yes. No, you, you sure call but, whatever. But like, yeah, technically, like the revolutionaries are terrorists. Terrorists, oh. to yeah, the government, yeah. yeah. You know, right, right. They were terrorizing the empire. Yes, the empire. I guess was according bad. to the empire, sure. So then, this new form of government comes in, and this old form of government was told to basically lay down. They were told to fuck off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, they were like fuck off. Um, so they're still running around and offering. So I guess they would be illegal, right? Because they have weapons, ships, yeah. doing. They're things. They're still doing illegal things. Yeah, so they would be. So they're, they're they're a crim- are they a criminal organization? Are they like Black Sun? No, nothing would be like Black Sun. No, why not? I don't know. They just can't. Be. <laughs> <laughs> they are Brown Sun. Oh, my computer died. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Do you need a moment. <laughs> yes, rest in peace. Uh, let's get into our bold predictions. Um, or actually, no. Before we get into bold prediction, let's go, let's go into our um, rants. Christian, we obviously heard yours on the frogs. Um, and that was a rant? It was not really a rant. It was more kind of you coming to peace with your, your problems. I kind of just penciled in Krishna rant on frogs because I knew you'd have something to say. Oh, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I guess, well, I hope I delivered. Uh, Courtney, as you're a guest here, do you have a rant that you'd like to bring up? Yeah, the child was so fucking annoying. This Whoa! Time. <laughs> like, that is a great That's a take. rant and a hot take. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a twofer. <laughs> yeah. Hot <laughs> rant. reminds me that he is a child. Um, like eating all the eggs, like they're little baby eggs, man. Stop eating eggs. Um, and maybe like use your fucking powers to save someone. Like you have a knife to your throat, like do something. Oh, so he yeah. just annoyed the shit out yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. He acted like the, this helpless diva. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but to go back to the point we made earlier, like you're right. And it's something, it's like a recurring theme now through two episodes and I think it's significant I think it's something to kind of you know watch out for as we continue to, w- to kind of go through these episodes of like what is up with the child why is he not using his do powers? we think he's spoiled why is he acting oh out? no no this is this is simple it's because he is comfortable and he knows that the Mandalorian is going to jump in and save the day so why would you your your defense would be a little bit lowered I guess I don't know yeah no, that's a good point you know, Mando always saves them, so maybe he doesn't feel the need to exert all this power. Okay, but then what about when the giant fucking dragon was eating them last week? Yep. And Mando got eaten, and he still didn't use his power. <gasps> maybe he's got kind of the whole Yoda thing going already, where he can see a future. What? No, I have a different theory. No. Right? So whether you agree with, you know, the Jedi and the Force and their teachings, or the Sith and the, the space, dark side the space teachings, wizards. or the Sith and their dark side teachings, or the Bindu, or whichever side you agree upon, there is still a lot of teaching involved with Force sensitive people, mm. at least with Jedi's that we have seen before within the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. That's how they're able to control their powers. That's how they're able to focus and all that type of stuff. This being is fifty years old, and uh, that and that's a point for court to Courtney. He's 50 years old. You think he would have learned some <laughs> stuff in the previous 49 years, right? But he's a slow learner. And and <laughs> he's he dumb. hasn't he hasn't as far as we know had any <laughs> formal 
uh, training of yeah. any type of thing. So it's like he ha- yes, he has these abilities, but they're just it's just uh, as uh, Snoke says in Episode Eight, unlimited raw potential, and uh, that's what it is. And so he doesn't know what to do with them. And I think that's what's going to be interesting, right? Because we're we're looking at you know he's looking for the Mandalorians to to find these space wizards, and we assume that he's going to find Jedi. Uh, well, he knows he's what? Looking, he knows he's looking for Jedi because the armor said. But that. what if he finds dark Jedi? What if he finds Sith users, people that use the dark side of the Force? Well, well, I mean, you know, the dark saber that was a huge, like that was a huge closeout to last season. So, do you think that the child comes in contact with yeah the dark side, the dark saber, and that's how he awakens his power? And it's yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's why I believe. So, if we're throwing out crazy theories here, I still think Gideon. So, you know how Pal- Papa Palpatine, he went <laughs> to um, Esgal or whatever the fuck that planet, you know, Exegol. Thunderstorm planet, um, with all of his cult followers, right? They're all cult followers. I think Gideon is also a cult follower mm-hmm. of Palpatine. So, he's not necessarily, oh, look at me, I have Sith powers. He's kind of more of that dark Jedi, that dark side follower. <sighs> he knows thing. some stuff. Yeah. But so I think we've kind of potentially see. I guess we have seen, you know, dark users, if you will, mm. in in Gideon and and his remaining remnants of the Empire. Yeah, yeah, and I think there is obviously a connection between the child, the dark saber, and the Mandalorians, right? Like the, thematically, it, it all is all it is all too close to all be like happenstance or circumstance, right? Like. Moff Gideon is t- chasing the child. He has the dark saber. He's come into contact with the Mandal- Mandalorians before. A guy who wears Mandalorian armor is the one that saves him. There is something pushing these elements together, and what it is remains to be seen. But it's probably Jabba the Hutt. Uh, it's either Jabba the Hutt, Jar Jar Binks, or Darth Maul from the grave. Those are the only three options it can be. Or Frog Lady. Gross. Frog. Those are all terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Frog Lady's husband. Oh my! What God. if he's the big bad? Wait, wait, wait. What if? Nope. Don't say it. Frog Lady's husband. Don't say it. It's Jar Jar Jar. Think about it. There's similar types of characters, right? They got the oh, tongue. They're kind of amphibious. I'm just saying it could work. It could work. That that would I, be the ultimate Easter egg. Using our, I would lose my mind. Using our Juno's terrible take, we'll move into our bold predictions before we answer that age-old question here. Um, it's, if we revisit uh, last week's bold predictions real quick, mm. uh, for episode 10, our predictions last week, Christian said that this will take place on Tatooine. Christian, you do get the point because it did start out on Tatooine, so yeah. good job there. I had said that we would see a new Razor, que- ra- razor Quest. Razor Quest. Razor Quest. A new Razor Crest. Um, kind of. Kind of. It's, like it's, all, it's all smashed. It's you, you broken. You, prob- you probably got an episode um, early because you're going to see yeah. Some yeah. something. Of, you're going to see the modifications in the next episode because it's a piece of shit now. Uh, so you just you just kind of jumped the gun. A little jumped bit. the gun there. Uh, and then, Arjuna, you said that this would be better than episode nine. We will wait to the very end to determine if that's true. Um, our previous guest, Natalie, had said that a shadowy, the shadowy figure uh, will be seen from the trailer. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we got that because obviously we were on an ice planet. Unless it was Dave Filoni. <laughs> Unless it was Dave, Dave Filoni. Filoni's the big bad. Um, but let's go into um, episode 11 predictions. Uh, Courtney, if you'd like to go ahead and kick us off, what do you think is going to happen uh, episode 11? And then uh, if you'd like to give us a season-long uh, bold prediction. Sure. My prediction for the next episode is kind of boring. Um, I don't think we see Boba Fett again. I think that that was kind of like a little, a little bit of a red herring. Um, so I don't have too much invested in, in seeing Boba. Um, and then my season-long one, I think what I was going to say earlier is that the shadowy figure, we know Ahsoka's coming. I think a lot of people just kind of assumed it was Ahsoka, but I think that since in Rebels, Ahsoka and Sabine went off together. I think it's going to be um, Sabine nice. Wren. Uh, because she wields the dark saber, because she was with Ahsoka, because there's so many rebels in her connections, I think that she's the, the shadowy figure. Nice. To, to kind of add on to that, do you think we'll see Ezra, Ezra Bridges? Bridger? Bridger. Bridger. Bridges. Bridges. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't really, to be honest with you, given it that much thought because I haven't I don't know. I feel like you were saying earlier about the fan service. I feel like if yeah. you keep cramming the characters in, like it's going to be too much. <laughs> right, right. 
we're going to see this person. We're going to see this. Oh, look, it's that person in the background. Like, yeah. uh, it might be too much. I feel, but, yeah. I, I feel like we're already going to get there. So, Courtney, I, I, you might not be familiar, but uh, a few months ago, we were talking about all the rumored castings for Mandalorian season two. And uh, I kind of lost it and, uh, <laughs> and uh, was like, I don't want to see Rebels season five. That was a perfect show. This is a different show. I don't want to see half of the cast on this show in live action. Um, and I feel like that's just going to play into fan service. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it, it depends on how it's done. Uh, last week, actually, I my prediction for the season was we're going to get like a flashback episode that's re- re- kind of revolves around the dark saber and we'll have all of those rebels characters in it because they are so connected. And I think that would be the best way to, to potentially do it. And st- I think that'd be really cool, especially for the people who don't aren't familiar with star Wars lore. They might not know that that was the dark saber that Moff had. Right. So that could be a really good way to kind of bring everybody. In. Yeah. And th- right. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, to answer your question of Ezra popping up, um, maybe it's a classic end of the season little teaser mm-hmm. where he, uh, this is the this is the Jedi that they leave him with. And then season three of The Mandalorian is basically season five of Star Wars Rebels. Right, right, right. And then that's when you're going to quit. See, Ezra, and that's when I freak out. <laughs> see, so Ezra, I think, is a good example of too much fan service. He's a character who requires way too much explanation to make his presence understood. Oh, I've been away in a different part, you know, in a, in a completely different galaxy with Admiral Thrawn. Who's Admiral Thrawn? What do you mean? Where have you been? You know, wait, wait you're a Jedi? What? I'm, you know, he, that's a guy that if you just throw into this show, that is fan service and is disingenuous to the people that Disney is trying to get, like the new fans, because yeah. he would require like an entire movie to explain um, oh, this is who this is. Or you'd have to go back and watch Rebels. So. And Ooh, you Froggy could, Force. And you could do that if you continue renewing your subscription to the Disney Plus service. Wow. If you want more seasons of The Mandalorian, you just need to have more accounts of Disney Plus. That's <laughs> it. Ravi, you need two accounts. Krishna, you need two accounts. I need three accounts. <laughs> oh, and well, then we can, get, we can get <laughs> these Mandalorians. Spinoffs and uh, We're kind of running out of time here, so let's kind of quickly, guys, run through your, predict- your predictions for episode 11, if you have any major ones. Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'm going to come up with one right now. I can go. Let me go. So uh, yeah, yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, it's what we said earlier, because uh, it's so ridiculous and it's not going to happen, but I, I still want to put it down. Froggy's husband is Jar Jar. That's my bold prediction. I love it. You know, it's not going to happen, but it's just that, fun to put that down. should have been mine, to be honest. But oh, uh, I it's stole fine. It. I still it's fine. Um, you've taken like the scariest character to me <laughs> with my most beloved character, and you put them together. I thought your most beloved character was Click Clack. Oh yeah, damn. Oh, ooh, <gasps> ooh, so you should say shoot. the husband is click clack. No, no, that's ridiculous. Okay, a Geonosian and a frog. No, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that anatomically that's makes no whole, sense. That's why I'm drawing the line. Uh, no, my prediction is going to be: um, uh, I think uh, I think uh, Frog Lady is going to repair the droid uh, that is played by Richard Ayodi um, that we saw in this episode, and I think he's going to be the new droid companion. I think it's going to be a long time, long term companion as well. For the Mandalorian, because he needs help. He, he's not doing a good job of raising Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is malnourished. Um, he needs uh, an attentive <laughs> droid who's going to, you know, regular feeding times, uh, not allow him to have knives at his throat since he's, you know, not using the force to protect himself. Not fall for the fucking clothesline thing between two pillar, two rocks. Yeah, what? Oh, man. You know, I, did, I did like that they brought... Um, the Mandalorian back down because episode one really made him like he could do no wrong. Like he did everything perfectly, right? Like he, he couldn't lose a fight. He was making all the right decisions. And this episode pulled him down a couple pegs where he made a lot of wrong decisions, put them in a lot of bad spots. And and that's why I like, you know, to needed outside help to, you're right. To Courtney's point. I loved, I loved the cold open because it was just kind of this, like dropped you right in a really cool action sequence, some comedy, you know, it was good. I do want to point out, though, that even though he didn't see the, the stupid wire thing, the classic I gotcha type thing, he did still land on his, fleet, his uh, feet when he went flying. So it's, you know, he, he's still cool. He's still badass. Right, just because you're cosplaying as him doesn't mean you need to you call agree him chubby. with just remember everything that. he does. Yeah, and I'm feeling a little chubby as well. So <laughs> we're the same. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. 
Uh, uh, that so actually one thing I did want to bring up yes. real quick here. So from the chat. The yeah, from our chat, twitch.tv slash was good. Um, did you notice that they knew about the child, meaning the trackers are still out there? Yes. And how are they tracking yeah. then? Because yeah. Moff Gideon's still alive. Like he's not dead as we know. So but Moff were they, is still gonna be looking for him. They were after the child though, right? Yeah, they mentioned like specifically grab, grab the, the child. child. But that doesn't that doesn't yeah. prove that they were after him because the guy the guy who had him was willing to trade the jetpack for the child, which means that the child is like, oh, grab the child, use him as a hostage, or maybe you can sell him to slavery or whatever. But I don't know if that was like the primary target necessarily. I think Yeah, I think I think the child was the primary target, and the reason that he took the jetpack is because he was by himself. His little partner was Dunzo, <laughs> and then he knew if he tried to run with the child, that the Mandalorian like would end him. He knew that, so he was like, uh, "Okay, here you go. I'll take the jetpack and get yeah. out of here." Well, that's interesting. Smart enough to take the jetpack, but not smart enough right. to. Uh... And I, I think it's just like it was in season one. There are pucks. There's probably still pucks out there yeah. to grab this asset and bring it in. Uh, for an award, for a reward, and because he kind of redressed the situation, it's like I'm not gonna make it out with this. I'll take this jetpack where I can still get some money. Hmm. The bounty hunters, yeah. yeah, or yeah, yeah, they're very bad bounty hunters. So my, I think my episode eleven prediction is gonna be oh, no one asked new Razor Crest again. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep. No, you got to do a different. One. I got a completely new one. Yeah, you can't. You can't. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, pick one. I've got nothing. That was that was. Ch- take 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 crowdie hey, shouters. Hey, take it. Take be it. Be bold. Be take bold. It's bold. a crowdie shouter prediction. Take go out on a limb. The chat. Put yourself out there. You know, be be a risk taker. Be a man. We see Boba <laughs> Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I am ended. I thought you're gonna be like. I thought you're gonna be like. There is an episode titled to this this show. What? <laughs> Wait, the next? Because <laughs> there's an ep- there's a title to every episode. Like I thought it was gonna. No, your 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 prediction should be the next planet they go to is a water planet. <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen that in the show. It's gonna be ice. It's gonna be ice, forest, desert, or water. Earth, or, wind, or fire, like a Coruscant type. Pl- oh, they City. end up on Coruscant. There, that's my prediction. Wait, you're going Wait for with next that episode? Or Boba Fett? No, I'm gonna go with like uh, they're gonna end up like a Coruscant type planet, it's like a big oh, city, city type planet, metropolitan yeah. area. Okay, yeah. cool. we, haven't seen, we haven't seen that yet. Area. We haven't seen there that we go. Yeah, I yeah. like that. But we are on the outer rim, though. Still, that doesn't mean every single planet has to be. I think it does. Desolate. I think every single planet is Tatooine. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it from a budget standpoint, it would be really expensive to make a city. <laughs> Their entire set is basically an Unreal Engine blown up on gigantic screens. They can create anything they want, but for some reason they keep creating nature. Oh, because that's, it's that's easier true. that's easier to create than a fucking city. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> oh boy. All right, kids, I think it's that time uh, where we go around and we ask the age old question of did I do a good job? Was it Krishna? No. Oh. Uh, sounds gross. Y- you, that's what you said you were making your spinoff called. Was no, you said that. No, you said that. No, I didn't. You Anywho, Krishna. Oh. Was Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, The Passenger, good? Uh, it was. It was very good. I did enjoy it more than Episode 1. Not by much, because I really enjoyed Episode 1 as well. But um, this one take. this one went in a few different ways that I didn't quite see. My only gripe with Episode 1 was that it was predictable. Like a very... You know, very. Uh, we've seen that arc over and over and over again, and everything. This one, you know, it went a few different ways. I wasn't sure. I thought Yoda was going to use the powers. I thought the droid was the one saving them. So it was the X Wings that came back. Um, uh, baby Yoda uh, is trying to wipe out the frogs. Those are very surprising things to me by eating eating the frog eggs. Um, so yes, I I highly enjoyed it. Uh, Arjuna was Mandalorian chapter ten. Ten. Good. Yes, it was. Oh, thank God. It was yes. good. I enjoyed it more than the first episode. You know, I thought it was more fun. Uh, I thought it was a better pace. Uh, and it was It was just, it's what I like about The Mandalorian, you know. It, it's, it's, it's simple, um, but there's still a lot to kind of unpack, as we kind of proved in this last hour mm. of just talking about it. And uh, shout out to the director of the episode, Peyton Reed, the director of the first two Ant-Man movies. He clearly likes bugs. He likes ants. He likes spiders. Oh, is that uh, why? So it was definitely an ant then playing. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely yeah, yeah. an it was, ant was playing against in the cantina. It was probably, it was probably Paul Rudd. 
and not a cockroach, not because it's a little throw, a little throwback to his Ant-Man. Connected universe, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that's what that is. He owns go. that Marvel, Star Wars, <laughs> it all connected. IT crowd. <laughs> uh, Courtney was the Mandalorian chapter ten, the passenger. Good. Yeah, I liked it. I. I guess I'm the odd man out because I liked episode the previous episode better, but I still liked it. Nice. And Courtney, uh, you actually have to ask the very last person in the chain. Oh. Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> Ravi, was it good? It was wonderful. It was predictable. What? It was a very predi- really? it was a very predictable episode. Wow. I mean, the show. I mean, was- the second you see the X wings, like, yeah, they're gonna save them, and then, then you hear the noise. And pew, pew, pew. You just <laughs> knew it was gonna happen. What? No, I didn't think it was predictable at all. Mm. Honestly, I thought Frog Lady was gonna bite it, and I thought that. Yeah. I did. I thought she was gonna die. Like yeah. when he was walking Me through the, the ice cavern there, I thought we were gonna find her dead body, and he was gonna have to take the eggs by himself. I thought I, Wait a I second. Wait, did yeah. you think this was a Disney thing? Disney does not kill and have a broken. F- oh, I, I thought at the very, I thought <laughs> at the very least we're going to spend. They're going to spend like end the episode still on the planet. Mm-hmm. I thought the damage to the ship and the spider situation. I thought they might deal with the spiders, but they weren't getting off the planet by the end of the episode. I thought we we're going to spend another episode. Well, I was honestly rooting for them all to be killed by the spiders. I thought the spiders were the heroes of the episode. They got disturbed. Their home was disturbed by these outsiders. I'm just saying. I also agree with Courtney that I think episode one is better than this one. Just because I still feel that this episode Tommy Timothy Oliphant. Well, there's that. I mean, (laughs) duh. Bubba Fett. And then also the badass sequence in the end. Like, Mm. you know. Crate dragon. Fighting the dragon. The cool, like, flip and the landing. And it's cool, man. Yeah. This episode was, you know, scary. And I hate spiders. It was. I, I actually thought it was like surprisingly creepy, right? I or, definitely got a, a, like it, a nice shudder right down my spine of the spiders because uh, it's a yeah, lot. I like it. Yeah, I was like a little shocked that they they it was it, it looked so it always looks good, obviously, but it was like I was like, oh, this is interesting yeah, for a Star Wars Disney Plus show. It's like okay, I, I see you. Uh, <laughs> spider like you know the mouth with all the teeth it wasn't just like a big spider it was a very violent yeah yeah actually what did that did those teeth remind you of something like the the rotating like i feel like like a sarlacc pit thing Ooh, sarlacc pit sarlacc spider oh god they've mutated together (laughs) oh like uh frog lady and jar jar oh stop it uh, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Courtney, thank you. Thank you for joining us as we kind of, you know, go through these wild rants of nothingness. Uh, Courtney, where can the individuals listening and watching find you? Um, I am at Courtney McNerdy all over social media. So I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. Awesome. And is there anything you want to plug while you're on here? Any any other podcasts that you're part of? Uh, I wasn't if I should do that but yeah I'm also on another podcast um, it's called Nerdin' Out um, you can find us on Instagram at Nerdin' Out and at Nerdin' Out LA on Twitter and Facebook nice awesome awesome nice. and Christian that's something you wanted to plug oh yeah real quick um, uh, I think by the time this tapes uh, today uh, if you like art, you should check out the creativebazaar.com. Uh, They're having a live fair on uh, their Instagram, Instagram channel where they teach you to do uh, basically a bunch of do-it-yourself projects, everything from like clay to jewelry, um, stuff like that. So definitely check it out, thecreativebazaar.com. I have something to plug. There you go. I'm getting a PS5 next week, so I'm cool. Wow. You actually think that's coming and will be delivered on time. Good for you. Positivity. Are, are, are you going to do a was it good? No, I'm going to do my own thing. It's going to be called Was It PlayStation. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. You can always find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. And as always, this podcast during the season of Mandalorian Season 2 will be taping live on twitch.tv slash Was It Good. And that is everything I have to say. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.